Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. You are listening to an encore presentation of Afternoons with Bill Arnold. Faith, hope, and clarity in a special repeat performance. And a warm welcome to the Afternoon Show. I'm Bill Arnold, and I'm going to have a wonderful show planned for you today. And now I've got Dr. Marcus Bachman with me for the whole hour. And on Monday, I'm going to have Ace Collins on again. We're going to talk some Christmas stuff. But Ace said something last time he was on, which has stuck with me. And he said that Christmas is possibly the biggest and best time machine out there. Because there's nothing like Christmas to bring you back to Old, old memories. And sometimes the memories are good and sometimes the memories are not so good. But we're going to talk about memories today uh, during this Christmas season with Dr. Marcus Bachman. He is the president and founder of CounselingCare.us. You can learn more about uh, Marcus and his amazing staff at CounselingCare.us. Marcus, hey. Always nice to be with you, Bill. Thank you. I have good good memories of being with you. (laughs) Welcome back. You were just on a trip. You were out west. Snowmobiling. Snowmobiling. Fast pace in a blizzard. Nice. It was kind of nice to see finally the guy in front of me. I knew I was safe then. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah. I was the only guy of the four of us in that group that did not get stuck. So I consider myself a success. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I want to be on the, I want to talk about memories today, uh, specifically on Christmas time memories because yeah. we all have them and some are good and some are not so good. Absol- they, absolutely. They stick with us, don't they? Well, they do. I mean, you can't uh, uh, ask a person the, they, where they don't have an answer. Um, what, what was Christmas like? It's a great question to ask when they, were a chi- when they were a child and then how was it as an adult? And you get a lot of mixed feelings. I tell you, I have five kids and we talk about Christmas and I keep scratching my head. What what are you talking about? That happened to wow. you. And their perspective wow. is very different, and it's they're good perspectives. Well, a couple aren't, but you know, there's good perspectives, <laughs> and yeah. and it's very very different. It's it's how they came into that that room and how they came into that situation, and and uh, the shock uh, is for many people is. You know, you didn't have to spend a lot of money on a memory. It was it was uh, something sometimes very simple. Even when we talk about having Christmas with our parents, what do you remember? Uh, And it was often the relational uh, approach toward how we understood each other and how we cared for each other, how we loved each other. Memories is powerful. It's a it's a it's a real strong sense of who we are where we came from mm-hmm. and and I also believe that we have opportunity to make memories. There's a lot of different ways that we can make very positive memories. There's no doubt there are some difficult memories. We all remember uh some of that too. And I'd like to talk about if we get into that uh uh, what do you do when you have some tough memories? Yeah, I was just going to ask you, Marcus, uh, how do we best take advantage of your wisdom and counseling today? Should we ask uh, listeners for a favorable memory or one that was difficult? How about if we do both? Let's do both. If you have a uh, happy memory you would like to share 
or a difficult memory you'd like to share, please uh, text it over to 877-933-2484. And of course, these memories are all um, about Christmas. So it'd be a Christmas memory, either a good one or a not so good one. And Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest for the full hour. So we would be delighted to hear from you. And we'll, uh, if you have a question regarding one of those memories, I know he'd be more than happy to address it. So when you just, right before I started speaking, Marcus, you said we have an opportunity to make memories. I'd love for you to say more about that. Well, I think we can be intentional. I mean, here we have the Christmas season. Uh, everybody uh, can make some choices on how are they going to make this Christmas different? What will they do um, within their price range or even without charge at all uh, to emphasize uh, what this Christmas season is about and how do we uh, create a sense of, you know, we belong as a family. We are going to do uh, and become, uh, maybe we'll just do a new tradition or maybe we'll bring forth an old tradition. Uh, I I love seeing the Christmas Carol play and I there are certain movies that I come back to every year um, and everybody's got their favorites or now that I have grandkids, this is a blast. Yeah, you know, this is this is my opportunity to say, "Hey, let's go outside. Let's let's make a snowman. Let's do something uh, creative with the snowman, rather than just the coals and the carrot nose." And you know, I got some funky hats we can put on them, and mm-hmm. all sorts of things that I think even that experience with one other adult and doing something. Um, of a of a Christmas craft or an outdoor activity is a blast. Mm-hmm. You know, and the the memories you think you're creating may not be the most <laughs> memorable ones that that kids will remember. It, that's mean, that's the surprising thing. It, it is. I I I often think of the time that we uh, Michelle and I got a, a rather expensive toy for the kids, <laughs> and they love playing with a box yeah. much more yeah. than what was inside the box. I mean, box. A, a dad could say to his son, remember when I took you to the World Series? Oh, yes. And he'd say, mm, mm. I kind of remember that, but what I really remember is the day we chased that salamander that's in the right. backyard. That's right. That's and right. that's what they remember. That's right. My, my, we took our, our kids to Disneyland, which is overrated. And, uh, you know, I remember my daughter wanting to play Go Fish with my wife. <laughs> and she's thinking, you don't want to go inside? <laughs> you want to sit out here and play Go Yes, Mom, yeah. that's what I want to do. And that's what, I, maybe it was a more memorable for her, for my, my wife, than it was for, for my daughter. But, no, they both talk about that was a great memory. Yeah, and that's what's important, right? <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. And 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 we do have the opportunity to say, let's be thoughtful about how we can um, make Christmas uh, a special time. And maybe it will be out of the art of giving, um, a sense of gratitude and appreciation. Uh, it, it really doesn't have to be over the top. It can be something very simple. And for those that want to do something like the limousine ride and watch the Christmas lights, eh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it will be the, the chocolate-covered strawberries that uh, someone uh, presents to us at our front door and say, Merry Christmas. I know 
chocolate-covered strawberries are not a Christmas sounds, uh, treat. Sounds Christmas to me. Hey, to me, yeah. it's, it's a great memory. It is a great memory. <laughs> Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. If you have a uh, joyful or, or a difficult Christmas memory and you'd be willing to share it, you will remain anonymous, of course, but 877-933-2484. We're talking about Christmas memories this hour. Marcus, what triggers memories? Uh, well, I'll just say uh, from one end to the other, um, on the difficult memories, often trauma, the unexpected, something uh, hurtful, um, you know, the, the, the raging argument that happened in front of us or the uh, physical abuse, that is obviously on the other side of having a really bad memory. And those are really hard to shake. Uh, positive is the 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 imagination and the fascination that we may have with you know colored lights or the the kindness of someone who said um, you can uh, you can have this this is mine but you can have this or the surprise that when we opened up the box never ever ever expecting to have that as a gift mm-hmm. uh, there are so many positive perspective memories of Christmas and I think um, the smell you know the, the and and the loved one that is no longer with us I hope we have an opportunity to talk about that um, how do we how do we honor and recognize that person and so often when there is a missed loved one we have a boatload of mm. good memories mm-hmm. and and just to remember them at Christmas time is important whether we allow the empty place at the dinner table or whether we just say, hey, remember mom? And uh, what's what's a memory you have about mom? Mm-hmm. Anyone have a memory about mom at Christmas? Oh, people will start talking. Mm-hmm. It's important that we honor and respect our loved ones. And that can be a part of good memories. By the way, I'm a very strong believer that as I know I'm aging myself, as I say about grandparenting, but I just think that grandparenting has an incredible impact on the storytelling, on the um, experiences that we can have with our children and our grandchildren. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Marcus, when you said, uh, do you have a memory about mom? You said that in a very in, inviting way, which sounded as if we're only going to hear warm stories, which is not always the case. No, it's not always the case. And I think that is valuable to be able to say, you know, my story with my mom isn't that great. My mm-hmm. story with my mom is hurtful. And um, you need to find a safe place and a safe person to be able to share that story with. Yeah, because you might be anchoring your siblings if you're saying that. Uh, yes, yes, it could be that it's that's not a safe place because, yeah. you know, another sibling is going to say, I don't know what you're talking about. I had a great relationship with, with mom, so don't spoil it for me. Obviously, if that's mixed like that, mm-hmm. you don't want to share it in in that. You, you, there, there are safe people that we can share, and it's important to share because all it does is say, you know, that's your story. That's that that has value for us to be able to spend the time to listen to that story. Now, that's not your entire story, but that's a part of your story. Mm-hmm. And so what do we do uh, in regard to where do we go from there? How do we heal from that? And how do we how do we uh, process and feel 
the difficulty of that story, of mm-hmm. that memory, I should say. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it can often be related to, to a holiday. There's no question because, you know, people are not in their best behavior. Uh, as one client told me today, um, the monster in me comes out during the holidays. And oh. I said, oh, we got to do something about that, don't mm-hmm. we? You yeah. Know? Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. I'm also thinking, too, if you want to share a story, I would love to hear it. Some of the things we just shared, if the subject of a past parent comes up in conversation, would it create a sense of joy and unity around the the table or would it create some tension and would it go well or not go well? Mm -hmm. I'm curious as to what your response would be. Text it over if you would like to 877-933-2484 and I'll be right back with Marcus Bachman. How do we do it here at Faith Radio? Uh, well, we don't, not without you and not without the Lord, but we are so grateful for your giving. And if you want to make a year-end gift, we'd love to hear from you. You can do that at MyFaithRadio.com. You are listening to an encore presentation of Afternoons with Bill Arnold, Faith, Hope, and Clarity, in a special repeat performance. Welcome to the show. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest with me here in studio, and we are uh, talking about memories, Christmas memories. We all have them, and nothing is quite like a Christmas memory. I just got one from a listener who said, I'm sure others have experienced things much worse, but my eight-year-old heart was broken by my older brother. He wrapped a large box, and inside was another wrapped box, followed by a more successfully uh, smaller wrapped box, and the excitement was glorious until I opened the final box and it was empty. And I think there was the joke and it didn't really hit. It didn't yeah, work. you know, brothers can be cruel. Yes, and it's, it's, um, a, uh, it's an outstanding thing to have a brother go in that direction with an eight-year-old. I think that's where it's really time for a parent to say, I'm sure you meant that to be funny. So let's turn this around and let's make sure that you give your sister the most fabulous Christmas gift, whatever she wants, we'll make sure that you pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you you need to turn something like that around. And obviously for this listener, it wasn't turned around. Yeah. And it, and it felt, um, and yes, it's true that there are other stories and, and never measure your story against somebody else's because, okay, so then I shouldn't feel bad. The truth is, ouch, that hurt. And that needs to be understood as something, um, honest and real, and uh, I, I hope that uh, this listener had the opportunity to, to say to that brother, um, you know, that really did hurt. Yeah, that really did sting. It's interesting, Marcus. You can't remember what you got at age eight, but you can remember what you didn't get. Isn't that true? Yeah, yeah. It's that's done. It's it's the whole sense of what happened and how that felt. Some people can remember. Um, specifically what they we see, but most often they don't. Mm-hmm. And it is the the uh, har- harmful memories that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember um, 
the the person that was with me and how they treated me and this treatment was was a was a memory builder and and then we need to move into if I talk to this person offline I would just talk about um so so how are you doing today with that and and um have you been able to release that and all and how about forgiveness and um and and by the way typically if it's years later uh the brother who did this has no memory of it right nothing you know he thought he was probably being funny at the time yeah. and she can't take a joke and never was meant to be that mean um unless it was and and be, regardless that's where honest uh we have to say we have to be released to this we have to be, um, be as much grace has been given to us. We need to give that. Mm-hmm. Um, we did. We don't deserve God's grace. Uh, we need to receive it, and we need to give freely God's grace and mm-hmm. forgiveness. That's a powerful thing when it comes to the harmful memories that people may remember mm-hmm. that may they may have. Mm-hmm. Marcus, uh, what happens when you've got uh, maybe decades worth of uh, Christmas time memories that involve a parent that might not have been sober, or mm. there was something that was incredibly painful, and it lasted for a couple of decades. Then what? Well, I'm going to say this, and I, I, I really don't mean to be incentive, but I'm going to be straightforward and say, well, let's change that. Let's make memories today. Who do I have in my family today that I can make? Um, positive, meaningful memories with. That is that is a rearview mirror that obviously, if it has been decades, um, we need to be honest with that and we need to tell the story and we need to be um, uh, work through if there is the heartache of that. But we also have to make a decision that from today on, this season of Christmas, I'm going to change that. Hmm. I'm going to invest in making memories and allowing myself. I need to tell myself that I can be a different person in receiving and giving memories today. I need to find people who will celebrate Christmas with me. I can find people that I can share the stories of the past with, but they will be sensitive to say, let's make a change. Mm. Let's be intentional. Mm. What if you're committed to being a little miserable? Oh, well, I mean, that, where you don't see changes on the horizon and you're not doing anything to try to make a difference and you're just going along with what's happened every other year and then you sort of feel a little resentful. Yeah. I'm not I would, speaking from personal experience, by the way. No, I, I hear you. Although I'd like to hear a Christmas memory from you, Bill. Um, the truth is I, I would lovingly confront that person mm-hmm. and I would say, you have a choice. You may stay stuck. You may be miserable because nothing is going to change the past. You need, it's worthy of being talked about because oftentimes people say, I don't want to really talk about it. I just, I've had a bad past and that, that's it. Well, no, let's, let's really dig in. How did, what, what happened to you and how did that make you feel and, and, and what message was spoken to you? And today, today, what can you do? Because you have a choice. You have to make a decision. This is the this is the the beauty of God's grace to us. Will we receive it? Will we will we take it in? Will we become new creatures in Christ and 
Will the past be behind us? God has a lot to say to us about um, memories and how they are to be dealt with. They're not to be evaporated because they can't be. We have a memory bank. Mm -hmm. But we do have an ability to make a decision about what about today? What about this Christmas? What can we what can we do? What can we say about it? Mm-hmm. And Marcus, what I hear you saying is it's important to be proactive and yes. to say I'm, we're going to do something different. You even talked about building the snowman with a goofy hat. Yes. I know that's kind of simple, but yeah. well, you, you do say that that's an intentional step. You're you're taking action. I think we need to grow up. Yeah. I think we need to be mature. And I think we have healthy decision making. We do that with our money. We do that with our goals, or we don't. We we can do that with our memories. And it's it is. I, I don't want to minimize the fact that the story needs to be told. It's an important story. Mm-hmm. Just like your lister that said, with this uh, eight year old brother, um, or uh, being eight years old and mm-hmm. having the older brother. Excuse me. I need to listen better. And uh, I think it's just important for us to to process that um, honestly and then say, now what? I am an adult. I'm a grown-up. And I can make this Christmas different. It's, it's powerful. I it think is. it's – I think I get excited about the idea that, oh – we're, we're we're not to be stuck being a victim anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a woe is me, and yet the 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 fact that I was victimized may very well have been. So let's talk about that, but let's keep moving on. I think God is a God that continuously says, "Come on, I love you. I'm with you. I can. I you and I can work on this together." Mm-hmm. Marcus, it sounds like. Trying something new, though, involves risk, and sometimes risk backfires with other loved ones. Yeah, you know, we, we come into a situation where um, often our siblings, for instance, see, still see us as the, that little brother, right? that little sister. And, yep. you know, you know, oh, remember when, and the stories are to be, um, I can make fun out of you. Mm-hmm. I can I can I can plug you into this little hole that says, you know, you were an immature, silly person. I think there needs to be, Bill, in some ways, um, Christmas is also a time of confronting the adult bullies in the room mm. and to say, you know, I, I don't appreciate that. And everybody thinks it's so funny. It's not funny to me. And what about if the bully is an adult? hears directly even if they say oh you can't take a joke come on no i'm seriously talking to you i'm going to stand up and i am going to be the adult in the room since you don't want to be the adult Mm -hmm. you don't have to say that but you need to say i'm going to stand up for myself yeah somehow i I I deserve that yeah somehow i can't picture that going well oh it (laughs) was I'm just saying. All right, Marcus, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. Oh, let's talk about this again. Yeah. I got no, we'll, more. We'll come back and talk about this after the break. Dr. Marcus Bachman <laughs> is my guest. We're talking about memories at Christmas time. Do you have one that that you're still a little stuck with? Maybe because it caused some hurt or injury, or maybe you're stuck with one because it was so wonderful. Yes. If you'd be willing to share it, we'd love to hear it. Eight seven seven nine three three two four eight four eight seven seven nine three three. 
You are listening to an encore presentation of Afternoons with Bill Arnold. Faith, hope, and clarity in a special repeat performance. Christmas memories. Some are good, some are bad. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. If you have one you'd be willing to share, we'd love to hear it. Maybe you even have a predicament coming up this Christmas with an old memory and a relative or someone that you're going to be with, and you would like some counsel as to how to go about it, you can send that question over as well. 877-933-2484. So, Marcus, let's go back to some of the difficult memories, because for some, and I'll say I've been to two funerals this week Mm. of people who have lost a parent, so the fabric of their Christmas is going to be a first time without a parent. And as we all go through life, we end up with unfortunate things that happen around very key holidays. And it does seem to, for some, kind of make it way too difficult to even be present. Yeah, there's a lot of different memories that will come, especially because of the two most important people in our life yeah. that were parents. Mm-hmm. And I I think that um, even during the break when we were talking to Rosie, she you know, was um, reminded of a lot of positive memories about her mom. Mm-hmm. And even though she has a difficult memory, there was, um, as people heal... As time takes place, and it isn't just time, because time in and of itself, as we know that in many nursing homes, we have negative stuck people, but with the power and the grace of God and intentionality, we can look at the past and say, you know, it made me a stronger person. I can help others because I can identify with the hurts of others. That's really key for how this memory may turn out to be not such a terrible memory. And what with gratitude can I be grateful for? So that the memories of the loss of a parent, if, it, if, if they're difficult memories, can turn more into uh, steering them um, in a different direction. Mm-hmm. But make no mistake here, I will cry. I will weep at the fact that um, this Christmas will be the first Christmas without mom. I should cry. Mm -hmm. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel. It's okay to be sad. I will miss mom. I will miss dad. He isn't here. Mm -hmm. I can remember his voice and his laughter and his, you know, cuddling up with the grandkids and everything else that I'll miss about him Mm -hmm. or her. I will miss that person. If we can't be real about that, then we've missed something very authentic in our Christian life. And God is good even in the midst of that. And eventually I will be able to say that and feel that and come on the other side. That's the hope 
that we can have. Mm-hmm. What about when that person who's missing is a spouse? And uh, maybe the spouse has been gone 10 or 15 years, and yeah. you still feel that pain, that memory of them not being with you and isn't, present. Isn't isn't that the message of what a strong, loving relationship yes. I had? Yes. And, and I just think that speaks the truth of I miss her. I miss him. Mm-hmm. And God gave him or her to me. And I will be reminded of that gift. I will miss him or her. And that's, listen, if I didn't have that 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 longing and that concern of, I just miss him, then it would minimize the great love that we had. I think it's a beautiful thing. And actually the testimony of those around me that say, I, I'm listening to Papa as he talks about missing Mama. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do, do I long for that in my life? Yes. Do I want a relationship, a marriage that is forever lasting like that? Yes. That speaks of what God had put together. And that's a beautiful thing. I don't mean to twist your question around there, Bill. No, you but did a nice job. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to have that kind of seriousness and that kind of strong commitment and that memory still there today. I think that's a powerful thing. It's a good thing. It's kind of building legacy, isn't it? If you're expressing that deep love for a lost um, a person who has gone on to be with the Lord... What an honor. What an honor, yeah. Yeah, and you're it, it shows other, great respect. Yeah, and you're also letting other generations hear of that devotion and that love. Yes. And that's a beautiful expression yeah. of the kind of relationship you would want to have modeled among all your family yeah. members. And and we need to give opportunity for, um, in this case, uh, if it's a grandparent, um, tell us what you miss about, you know, Mom, yep, and and I and I and I I believe that is a tremendous respect. Um, people need to hear more of that. Mm-hmm. We need to take the time to listen, even at the uh, maybe it will happen at the Christmas dinner table this year. Mm-hmm. It's a great thing. Yeah, it is, and I, I, I love I love happy memories. I love uh, sharing Christmas memories that make us smile. If you have one. Please pass it on to us. We'd love to hear it. 877-933-2484. Of course, the song says it's the happiest time of the year. Adam Marcus, is that true? (laughs) Well, it's mixed. It's definitely mixed. It's like rain and snow. It's mixed today. It's the truth of the matter is um, it, it can be a beautiful time as we, you know, the memory, when we look at it from a biblical perspective, memories, it's a memory of Christ being born. It's a memory. Yeah, it is. It's an understanding of history and, and, and it's, it's a story that's worth repeating because it's a glorious story of, of salvation brought to us in human form. So it's certainly a good memory for us to remember at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. So, Bill, do you have a memory of Christmas? I do, but I'll get to it in just a few All minutes, right. if you don't mind. I, I won't control any more his. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I do recall it's my show. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. <laughs> the, the Bill Arnold show, yes. Yeah, thank you, Marcus Bachman. All right, here's a comment. I need help with the kindest response to heavy sarcasm from old patterns in family, from siblings as well as parents. 
I pray and carefully think of responses to change the subject instead of loudly correcting or attacking, but a Jesus response feels hard to come up with. I don't want to come off as better than them or be in battle. Sarcasm is one of the most difficult, poisonous uh, approaches in relationships to change. I will not minimize the power and the negativity and the destruction of sarcasm. Mm. And we live in a sarcastic culture uh, where people think it's okay and it's funny. And if it's a family system of sarcasm, I think we need to be really... Um, aware of the power that it has. Um, Obviously, changing the subject is not working. So what does one do? I think you have to be intentional to to speak to the person. Even if it's a whole family member, you speak to the person individually, privately, before a family event. And you you just share your heart. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be a guarantee here that they'll listen and they'll change and they'll this Christmas will be different. However, you are an adult. You have the um you have the right to decide I'm going to speak to this person individually and one by one by one telling them I am pained. I am hurt when you speak this way to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm asking you this Christmas not to be sarcastic toward me. Well, sarcasm, you end up using words with somebody that mean the opposite of what you really want to say to them. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a cowardly approach. Now there can be playful sarcasm, but Mm -hmm. most sarcasm, if it's got a bite to it, stings like nothing else. That's why it's poisonous and it's destructive. And I just say, you know, even even for the adults in the room, and and uh, again, I you know consider myself the adult in the room at Christmas time. If I sense that um, you know someone is trying sarcasm on, I w- I will I will say something. And being the the oldest person in the room, um, you know I I don't mean to sound like I have power too much, but I do have some power. Mm-hmm. I do have some control. Yes, you do. And, and I have some authority in my house. Um, we're not going to talk that way. I like that. So Do yeah. you? Because, because that, that doesn't uh, always, is not always received well. Oh, I can but imagine. But it does put a person in their place. Because mm-hmm. the opposite of sarcasm would be respect or recognition or a little bit of praise or compliment sort of thing. Yeah. Kindness, nice, niceness, yes. right? And so as I put that person, let's just say it's John. If I put John in his place, I will also say to John, John, I appreciate um, who you are. I appreciate, John, the fact that um, you have a good sense of humor and you can use it in a good way. And so I, I don't want to minimize um, this Christmas, John, the value and the appreciation appreciation that I have for you, I want to warn you again: sarcasm is not to be used in this home. You need you need to say something positive mm-hmm. to the guy or woman who does sarcasm. And trust me, that will not be forgotten. 
<laughs> if that comment is made, correct? It's, I mean, it will if, not if it's be a, forgotten. If it's a loving confrontation, yes. that's right. Is, is confrontation the right word? Yes, is it's it? a loving confrontation, and it is an honest approach toward saying this is not acceptable. Now, again, I I, I think you're absolutely right because kidding and you know you know the brotherly sisterly kind of relationships of teasing a little bit. You know, I I'm not trying to get too. Uh, too, too wild about uh, having to be in control of everything that comes out of a person's mouth. I, I think we can, we all know that uh, a little bit of uh, fun and teasing and laughter, uh, hopefully we'll remember that it's the, 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 the humor is, is appreciated. Um, but it, there is a line. There's no question. There is a line. There's no that, question. There's a line that that can be crossed, mm-hmm. and that's where we need to step in. And we don't have to be the 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 host or hostess. We don't have to be the father or mother. We can be the sibling that says to the other one, "Hey, hey ease up on that. We're, this is Christmas. Let's be nice." Mm-hmm. You know, we can say it even in a fun kind of way too. There's a lot of ways we can uh, be honest and and direct and indirect about dealing with sarcasm. Sarcasm is huge in the culture, and it's just, you know, unfortunately it's been accepted. Um, but it doesn't have to be accepted, acceptable in our lives and in, in our homes. Mm-hmm. And that's the good news. That is good news. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. We're going to continue talking about Christmas memories. And if you have one uh, that's happy or have one that's difficult, let us know what it is. You can send it over on the text line to 877 877- Nine three three two four eight four again eight seven seven nine three three two four eight four. Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. Join us for our Reading the Bible Together Advent Study. Sign up at MyFaithRadio.com. You are listening to an encore presentation of Afternoons with Bill Arnold. Faith, hope, and clarity in a special repeat performance. I'm back with Dr. Marcus Bachman. You can learn more about him and his amazing team at counselingcare.us, counselingcare.us. Richard just said, Marcus sounds like a real fun guy to hang out with. I would love to have him over for dinner. (laughs) Well, what are they having? Depends. It it depends, doesn't it? (laughs) I like Mexican. All right. All right. Here's a happy memory, Marcus. Uh, One year, there was a knock on the door Christmas Eve, and it was my older brother coming home from Vietnam. Mm. I hadn't seen him in two years. Mm. He did not tell us he was coming. He went to Nam right after my father died, so I had a hard time with that. Can you imagine the emotion to that? The flood of emotions oh, wow. and how the family felt. And, you know, the message that he brought home for Christmas is I'm alive and oh, I'm wow. here to celebrate family. And, I mean, it is, you can you can weep at that because the memory of dad not longer no longer being with us. And you can rejoice that he's home and he surprised us. He thought um, 
that this would be a, a, a pleasant gift. And of course it was. And so that's what we take from that. Thank you for coming home. What a great memory from one, uh, one of your listeners. I just, I appreciate that. And, and yet it certainly doesn't, uh, um, mean that it, it didn't have some difficult, uh, memory because of the father reminder of the father not being with us, but you're with us. And you're with us so we can celebrate. That's mm. a good story about Christmas. I mean, that's a that's a beautiful memory. Can you imagine Christmas uh. Eve and there's a <laughs> knock at the door and it's your brother yeah. you haven't seen yeah. in two years? Yeah. That's better than He's... Hallmark. This is good. This <laughs> is really good because it's real life. It's a real person. It's a real story and surprise. I yeah. love that kind of a story. All right, Marcus, here's more of a challenging one. My friend uh, has a daughter-in-law who was unfortunately abused as a young girl sexually and now one of her daughters is that age. So she's putting up all kinds of boundaries to not allow her to be with any male relative for any length of time. And she says it's not that she's not trusting the men. It's just about controlling her triggers. Mm. Are there any steps that she could take? Well, that's that's quite a question of, um, you know, I I can say that we need to be thoughtful of, of course, this would be difficult because it, it brings back all the childhood memories herself. But again, I would say, and this is, this is fairly right to the point. Um, we need to heal Mm -hmm. and we need to move on to the next chapter that God has in store for us. And it isn't a chapter of of history that was that was hurtful because we we can certainly understand that being sexually abused is uh, one of the greatest trespasses that can ever happen to the mm-hmm. human. But the truth is, for her daughter, you don't want her to live with such hesitation because we send our children messages um, of anxiousness of uh, second guessing, of thinking in terms that life is not okay, uh, when we overprotect and we put these um, over boundaries on our children. Uh, the child has no idea of knowing what's that about other than, you know what, I get a sense that mom's anxious and the world isn't safe out there. Mm-hmm. And 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 sure, the world isn't safe and we need to put in boundaries of protection for safety but not overprotection, not to a point where that's our world is fear and holding back. I think we need to give a different message. So that friend, I think, needs to um, uh, see a counselor mm-hmm. and talk about yeah. what's holding her back. All right, Marcus Bachman, here's a fun one. Here's best memory. You ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> Getting the ballerina costume I had st- Stared at for a month in the Sears Roebuck catalog. <laughs> Come on, Sears. Now that's Come. dating a person. I get it. She, Sears Roebuck she, catalog. She admits that. She said in parentheses, <laughs> "Okay, that dates me." So trust me, we're way, it does. It does. We're I, way ahead of you my, there. my wife tells me when she was a child, she could look through the Sears Roebuck catalog, and she could circle, and she circled, and so that is that's beautiful. I mean, it's, 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 it's the unexpected. It's the thought that, Hey, this is what I, I, and isn't that the picture that God gives us? 
He looks at us individually. He cares for us individually. And who you are and the desires of your heart, as simple as it was, is the ballerina costume. That's beautiful. Ah, oh, I love it. I know. It's, it's, it's great memories. And those are the things that we can hold on to. I, they often say that Christmas is, is meant for children. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some, some truth to that. But Christmas is meant for all of us. Marcus, do you think people believe that God says no to them more than he says yes to them? Oh, yes. Often we hold back from thinking that God is a good God. And God is a giving God. And he is he's thoughtful. He is thoughtful of you. I am amazed so often when I, I ask God, give me an individual message for this person mm-hmm. so that it would bring truth to them, mm-hmm. that it would bring healing in their lives. And for all of us that are listening on the radio, that's a message that we can ask God Give me a message to give a gift. And it may not be a physical gift. It may simply be a gift of encouragement. It may be a gift of hope. You know, you look really nice. God has a wonderful, wonderful plan for your life. And I believe in you. And I can give you these encouraging words and gifts that can take them through the week. They can start to open up and see God in a new light. But you're right, Bill. Uh, Many people see God as, as not as a kind and loving father. And that's the message that we, that we can bring. um, And is, is the true message of Christmas. It seems that that's the primary objective of many outside of the family of God. They ask the question, is God good and can he be trusted? Yeah. Because that's some of the reluctance they have. Well, and, and based on the experience that we have in our human, uh, you know, in our, in our childhood, if we did not have a very positive, if we had a father figure or a mother figure that uh, didn't fit the characteristics of a loving and a caring God, then yes, of course, we'd have to rethink all that. And it is good that we see... That's where these negative memories need to be put to the test. What's the Word of God have to say about who I am and the plans that he has for me? How does God's Word, how does his message to me as an individual speak in that gives life, that gives hope, that gives the story of Christmas? I I think that's where it needs to be put to the standard. Mm -hmm. Marcus, let's spend a little bit of time talking about the people who will be alone. They will not have people to gather with. Mm. And they will be, I I don't like the word isolated, but the answer is there will be some that will be without company, without fellowship, without loved ones. And that's, that's a very, there could be some very difficult memories there. I think that that is where, um, the message of Christmas needs to come through the radio sound waves, uh, TV, um, the magazines, the fact that there is even in the lack of having someone visit or to be with that Christmas. And what a sad story. And so could we put that out as a challenge? Who do you know that will be alone this Christmas? I I actually enjoy going to visit my mother-in-law at the memory care unit. Um because uh, I, I not only get to visit with her, 
I get to visit with all the other six ladies that are there and <laughs> nice. the one gentleman that had, is in there. And you know what? We we have a fun time. We I, I bring my granddaughter there and we laugh and my granddaughter runs down the hallway. I'm sure that's against the rules, but they <laughs> love every single bit of that. And in memory care, they keep saying, you know, the same thing over and over and over. And a person says to me, why do you even bother going there? Because five minutes after you leave, they don't even remember that you were there. And my response is, but their spirit does. Mm. I think it's every every minute worth. So without getting off track there, Bill, I just think that people are not alone. Um, there's a Savior, and he's real. And it's just not the words. It's a personal relationship that they can have if they don't have it. And they can invite Jesus into their presence, into their room on Christmas Day. And he's there. Mm-hmm. Boy, Marcus, look, we're out of time. And I didn't, oh. have, didn't have a chance to uh, talk Share about my your, Christmas yeah, how memory. Did, oh. How did that happen? Oh, you were in control again, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I get a chance to uh, continue to, to host a show, so I'll yes, have another do. opportunity to do that if anybody cares to hear it. <laughs> hey, Bill. I've got, I've got a lot of good memories. <laughs> Very good. A lot of good memories. Merry Christmas, Bill. Merry Christmas to you and to your family, Thank Marcus you. Bachman. I'm so glad I had a chance to visit with you prior to Christmas, uh, and I'll look forward to, after the new year, having you back. You can go learn more about Dr. Marcus Bachman and his amazing team at counselingcare.us. All right. That was very helpful to talk about memories. I hope you have good memories, and I hope the difficult ones you can um, put somewhere. Give it, Give them to God. Let God handle your difficult memories and you can have a fresh start this Christmas. How lovely would that be? That wraps up our show for the day and for the week. Thank you for supporting Faith Radio. See you next week. Podcasts like mine are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, click the link in the show notes to give now.